Captain's Log, Episode 34. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. Located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Now open seven days a week. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. At Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. This week, Captain Huck and Beer Wonder welcome return guest beer venger, Incredulous Bulk, slash Dr. Bruce Beer Nerd, for a seven-pour show that goes on the road to check out the Ohio beer scene after taking a hard look at a new movement shining a light on sexism in the craft beer industry. The rest of the show is, well, honestly, once we've hit seven pours, it can be a challenge to accurately describe what happens next, except that it's fun for all. We'd also like to thank our friends at Feedspot.com for putting us on their list of top 35 craft beer podcasts. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 34, Thirst Place of Ale Libation. Well, with the beer, 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 beer avengers, beer, beer, beer. Beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the Beer Avengers. Mm. Welcome to the BeerCast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location very near the birthplace of aviation, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location astride the park known as Central Park, it is I, the Pale Male, Hophead Huck. And coming to you from an undisclosed location beneath a bridge in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! From the secret basement lab in Dayton, Ohio, I am Dr. Bruce Beernerd, sometime the incredulous bulk. And we are... The, the Beer Vengers! That's right. We are the Beer Avengers. Welcome everyone in whatever form, whatever state, whatever country. We haven't seen a lot of international visitors yet, so we uh, we miss you and come back, which is very helpful to all the uh, domestic people who are listening to this. But if you know anyone, we like oh, you it, too. Did we have Croatians for a while, or was it? I'd love to have some Croatians. I, 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 Croatians and Latvians. There's actually the, the next. We need to do some outreach. I think. Uh, welcome so. to the welcome to the show, everyone. As you've heard, we uh, we have a wonderful guest returning beer vendor, Doctor Bruce Beernerd, aka the Incredulous Bulk. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Indeed. And and as you may have noticed from my introduction, I am geographically much closer to the good doctor this week. I have been in Dayton, Ohio, for the past two days. Uh, I uh, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about my experience since I got here and the Ohio beers I have, but none of that is really relevant while we're all just sitting here thirsty with empty glasses. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for the pours. Distinctly possible. Yeah. Let's yeah, do it. It's gotta be. Very possible. All right. Uh, yeah. um, and now's the awkward moment, right? It uh, is. It's, it's very awkward. Super tense. I just Look, don't I know. know it's not me. I know it's I, not me. Okay. 
But it, all right. I mean, it's not. It's not going to be me. I'm just saying it's really not going to be well, me. I'll, I mean, I'll go first if I mean. Am I a guest since I'm out of town or no? Yeah, I know. I, fa- no. I failed the test, didn't I? I, it, I yes. You guys were testing me, and I failed <laughs> miserably. Exactly. Of exactly. You, go ahead. You say it. Say it, beer wonder. It. It would only be polite. We have to let our guests go first. We do. We absolutely have to let it go first. Doctor, what do you what do you, what do you have for us today? Yes. Well, so I'm um, kind of since. Uh, uh, Cap and I went shopping together. I decided to go a little counter style because oftentimes our tastes align. So I have uh, from uh, the Ohio Brewery Hop and Frog, Ooh. the Hop and Frog Pineapple Upside Down Cake, which Fun. is uh, and this is something we might want to talk about a little bit later. A uh, let's say a, a a novelty style. It's a citrus ale, which is not Ooh. a style name I've heard before. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we're going to get it right up close to the mic to hear the crack. Yes, very Fruit, important. Fruited ale may have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty magical. And this is one I've not had before. I was going to say that it's kind of counter style for the brewery as well. Oh, get that up in the face. Oh, dear. I, I'm um, not sure what color this is. No, it's uh, it's undefined, definable, but not glass. by me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of golden-y, but... but the pineapple must be doing something there because I can't even quite tell. See a little darkness to it. Yeah. From yeah. yeah, from here, I mean, my side. It's interesting. I can actually see the color difference on camera. Mm-hmm. It is very much the color of fresh pineapple wow. in my glass. So. And a beautiful, very, very tall for this kind of beer, but also very white, very frothy head. Yes. Yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward. The nose is. Yeah. Uh, really, really remarkable. It is pineapple, but it's not, it's not pineapple candy. It's, uh, yeah, pineapple and malt. I'm looking forward. All right. Well, I'm inspired by last week's guest, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, mother of flagons. Yes. She had a German beer, a couple of German beers. So I'm like, you know, it got me thinking, I want a Doppelbach. I want to get a Doppelbach going. And so I have a Doppelbach. Hey! The, ma- the Fatherland. This is Ooh. called Ondeksh. Ondeksh Doppelbach Dunkel. Is, that, is, okay, is, on- is Ondeksh the name of the brewery? Ondeksh is the brewery. Clo- and you see it says Kloster, so it's monks. And you see mm. the date there since 1455. 1452. Whoa. 1455. I was looking at it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> A while ago. Either, in either case. So they've What's been 30 making years this when beer. Looking this at is their signature years. beer. Uh, I often prefer the old styles done by American brewers, but let's go for it. I got my mug. Oh, wow. Good uh, German uh, style mug there. Beautiful. I got the label in there. Mas. There we go. Oh, yeah. It's got that dark brown color that you expect from this kind of beer. Uh, it's getting beautiful head formation on there. Really frothy. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, this is like classic. That looks chewy, and I want one. So Such a beautiful go. head, too. Big head on there. Mm-hmm. It's got that caramely nose. Yeah, all right. Look forward Gosh, to trying that. that. It's not it's... as dark as it looks on camera. Mm-hmm. It's got a more of an amber uh, darkness to it. I hold it up to the light. But, but yeah, still very go. beautiful. Just still really. Yeah, indeed. Gotta get that label yeah. without this reflection. There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, Captain, I know you were excited, and I did kind of, you know. Well, no, I deserved it. I deserved it, but I, I mean, did have to lay uh, down the hammer. So, would you? Would you sure. like to go next? I will. I, I, I will. I will go next. I. Uh, 
So yes, as uh, as the doctor, as the good doctor mentioned, uh, when I got here a couple days ago, I, I got in touch with him right away, and he took me to the Barrel House. As you may recall, my beer from last week was co-made by the Barrel House uh, as a collaboration. So I, I thought that would be a great place to go to shop. So he helped me pick out a few beers, and he also gave me a few beers. And I was looking at all of them today and figuring out what am I going to have on the show. And even though this is a brewery that uh, that the doctor featured on his last appearance, this incredible can, this crowler, just got my attention. And this is the the branch and bone strength of faith. Oh my goodness! That is a it's a wheat uh, wine. Is that correct, doctor? Yes. Yeah. Which you know, barley wine with wheat, if you like. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, it's a, that is a massive 750 milliliter can, which is why Oof. you could barely hear me say massive just a moment because I put the can between me and the mic. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's just crack this open. Fresh crawler. Oh, wow. Always a good way to go. Oh, a beautiful crack. Speaking yeah, of here freshies. we are. All right. Let's take a look. This lovely uh, mug I have here. Now, this is not your traditional, uh, you know, receptacle but yeah that that and and it's giving you a, a it's so fresh that yeah, the head is leaking just over the side a little bit onto my mic so i was uh, oh, oh boy sorry we can't well, have anyway, that we'll let that we'll let the head uh we'll have a let the head settle in but there's still a whole lot of beer in here so i think yeah. i'm gonna call over father b and give him a taste of this as well come father on brown over stout yeah here we go father brown stout right oh look at here? that sharing right. is caring nice there to see you mm-hmm all right. Now make sure to come back with good tasting notes. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There. Oh, here it is. I'll hold that up again. I'm good. Good. There you this go. Is, nice uh, caramely head on that. Yeah. This, 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 yeah, this is uh, this is retribution for all the times I mocked Beer Wonder about his bad about his pouring skills. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You know. Now I had a wheat wine on our barley wine episode. You, you did. Right. Yes. Call how that, that went. Well, it's me all right, so the captain. Well, at least he's sharing with the with Father Brownstout there. So yes. So, uh, so what do you have there, Beer Wonder? Okay, we'll as you know, as appears to be my tradition uh, for the last couple of weeks, I am doing a sponsored pour. Ooh, a sponsored pour from Astoria Beer and Cheese Dipmars at thirty-five dash eleven Dipmars. Do tell. Exactly. Well, so this is um, is one that that we uh, I recently received from them. So very exciting, but also uh, one that I have had in the wild and was excited to bring back because it is from a little brewery that we have spoken about here on the, the beer cast called Torch and Crown Brewing Company, and it is their Cold Box Tetris West Coast IPA. Oh, very good. Which is wildly delicious. So I am thrilled to bring this over to the podcast also nice. nice fresh can so i'm excited for the crack here yeah that's a freshie there you go oh, it's just doodle do jumping right out there all right so 45 degrees let's make this happen we hope looking Ooh, good yeah. looking mm-hmm. good nice Feeling and good. gold yeah right. really not, clear not, not, too, not too hazy no that california color More... to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's I mean, it smells about as West Coast as you'd expect it to. Like, nice. I'm getting pine. I'm already getting a little pine tree. I'm a little bit of citrus, but not a huge amount of citrus. Um, but, you know, the, the the nose definitely is more West Coast than any of these hazy boys that usually are hanging out with us on the East Coast. Um, right. And I am excited to, to drink this again because my first time was not enough. Just wasn't. There you go. Well, uh... all right. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Slancha. Slancha. Kampai. It's Sinchin. 
Mm. Well, it's a pretty easy drinking Doppelbach. Mm-hmm. It's got that real malty, caramely flavor. Uh, the only problem I'm finding, and I get this a lot with Doppelbach, is that the head goes away quickly. It's done a lot of retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't drink it fast enough, it might taste a little flat. But the flavor's great. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's been brewed for centuries. Yeah. <laughs> Perfected really it. feel that old, those Bavarian monks drinking these during the Lent so they don't, uh, so while they're fasting, you know, that's, you really get that. This is a meal. Lots of nutrients in there. Lots of nutrients. Yeah. It's going down nicely. Look, it's already gone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, that's, that's me. On deck. Yeah. I would say on mine, the, yeah, the head is finally starting to subside here. Uh, it's really good. This is a 10.9% barley wine, Ooh. wheat wine. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's got a very sweet chocolatey, uh, notion to it. It's not, not an especially boozy flavor. Uh, mm, it, uh, which nice. could, could make it kind of cool. dangerous. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I'm glad I have someone to share this with. And it's gorgeous in the glass. Yeah. I mean, it's just, even yeah. I'm seeing it on video and I'm just like, Ooh, it's yeah, so it's, dark and that just really caramely uh, foam on there. What, what inspired good, uh, you to choose this one for me, uh, Doctor? Um, a couple of things. One, of course, it is the high ABV, but also a you know, black barley wine or black wheat wine is kind of an unusual find. Yeah. And Very that true. was the last of it. So oh. I got uh, I got the two crowlers and thought, you know, this is definitely something special. Let's, let's have a treat for someone who won't get many chances at it. So. Well, I'm very, very grateful. Also love the name. Strength of Fates is a, that's a good thing to order right now. I don't if you caught that. Father B says he's quite grateful as well. <laughs> oh, good. No, I didn't catch it. Cheers. Awesome. Well, how is, uh, how is, the, tell us about this mysterious pineapple situation you're dealing with, doctor. So, um, in summary, I love it. Um, the head <laughs> did not retain, although it's got some no. nice legs there. Um, how to it tastes of pineapple juice and a really rich malty like maybe in an english mild but you're losing the biscuity under the fruit mm-hmm. so i think that think like a a, a a malty english style is the first thing I, okay um this might be uh, a little day class a but does anyone remember durango so durango. this is canadian only Yes, um, it was made by Molson, and they technically are fruited beer, although today's world it would have been replaced by things like a Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> but, but it was made a little better than that. This has the same kind of fruit emphasis, but of a very good, clearly fresh, real fruit Ooh. on a much better base beer. So uh, a, this is a member of a series, and mm. I'll be uh, checking out some of the others. Um, uh, especially like really easy drinking, very summery. Like, you know, when you're uh, in that mood where perhaps you might go for a, a juicy mixed drink or uh, even something like a spritzer or a, a flavored seltzer, I would put this in front for sure. Huh. So it's hard to judge as a beer, but man, it, it's a wonderful tasting thing. I think you get a wider spectrum of Hop and Frog being so close to It's a Cleveland brewery, right? Uh, Akron. Akron. Okay. So pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and and so therefore you 
you probably get a wider spectrum of what they have because most of what, I mean, this is partly what I look for, but also most of the stuff I've seen has been like the, the big chewy in Russian Imperial stouts, like the Boris and the Doris and all of that. Uh, what, what is, is this, do they have a wide range of uh, different, different styles and flavors? They do. Um, and that's like I was I mentioned, I, I thought this was kind of counter to style for the brewery, but that's not the case. I will say that it's a lot easier to find even around here, the uh, really enormous and great uh, Imperial Stouts, because those are sort of collectible. They're sought after. Hmm. But they have um, they're like a really wide ranging. They do a couple of really minority styles like they did a, a Swedish holiday ale, which I had uh, in December. They called the Frogly Klaus, uh, you know, little tiny cans, very high ABV, but in flavor profile, very much a light lagery sort of thing. So it, it's um, they are very wide ranging. It's Excellent. just a matter of uh, what stockists think they'll move the most of. They're saying with this one that they they're capturing the delightful flavors of pineapple, cherry, vanilla, and cake in a can. Cake. Cake. Well, you get the it's a, called the upside down cake, right? Right. Yep. You know what? I didn't. I did not uh, read the description first. I get the cherry now that you say it. Yeah, but do you get the cake? In the it's in the finish. I think it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what is the liquid flavor? Natural cake? flavors added. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I doctor, I'm I'm counting yeah. on you for this. This yeah. does seem to be your space, but um, but uh, but yeah, I could. I mean, I think about like a graininess or like a lightness is what I would expect out of that. Like maybe a, if I'm thinking a pineapple upside down cake, right? I want a sponge cake or something yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't call out any any notes in in and the it doesn't uh, seem flavor to be made that are with uh, milk cake. sugar, which is usually mm-hmm. thrown into yeah. these dessert dessert beers. But you definitely get that, but only as a a, a smoother or a mellower, right? It's not mm-hmm. it doesn't have the milk, right? Note I don't think it's in there, or yeah. really the heavy mouthfeel that one would get with a lot of lactose. So right. So Captain, this is a good example of a fruited beer that's not mm-hmm. a sour. Yes, although I yeah. think the Evil Twin has such a wide range of what they call a sour. If this beer were made by Evil Twin, they just might call it a sour. <laughs> they might. No <laughs> disrespect kind of to the wonderful work they're doing at Evil Twin, but their their categorizations run pretty wide. Yeah. Well, I was actually chatting with folks about adding fruit to beer, and the thing I was sort of reflecting on were things like raspberry porters, which we saw. Mm. I feel yeah. like sh- I feel like I, I I read about happening before I was legally allowed to drink um, in days before, but but that have sort of picked up, and also a lot of fruited saisons tend to be a place that that people tend to throw in a little extra fruit, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's yeah. getting to be summer, so I want fruit in yeah. my beers more. Yeah, good. That I did good. beforehand. I've uh, I've recently picked up uh, both a raspberry and a strawberry stout. Who knows? Maybe one or both of them will will turn up at some point soon. Ooh, it's distinctly we'll possible. We'll see. Excellent. Well, speaking of a lack of fruit, that is the definition of what I have right here yeah. in a West Coast IPA. <laughs> um, this is so they they are using again my number one favorite word that I now talk about with beer, which is resiny. It literally mm-hmm. does end like there's sap in my mouth, and I am just very thrilled about all of that um the it's just such this is just such a good beer i want more of it um and it's good because there's half a can left but it's also seven and a half percent so like we'll see how that works it's got some heft yeah Mm -hmm. yeah very good we have some very nice beers here today gentlemen um and now uh it's been a real interesting uh weekend beer there's been a 
a yeah. rather disturbing trend. I mean, the tr- uh, disturbing is how much we're hearing about it this week. Uh, but yeah, Huck uh, sent me a text about this a few days ago, and I'd been reading some things about it, but I think you've been taking a deeper dive. So uh, do you want to do do talk about this a yeah, little bit, Huck? I think it was just the beginning of this week. And, you know, sometimes this is about the, the uh, you know, calling out people on sexual harassment and racism and all those different things that we're, we've been we've been doing better on in the past few years. But in the beer, craft beer industry has sort of uh, dodged that bullet to this point. And the weird, the crazy thing about this is it's all coming out in a, in a, in a matter of two days, right? Yeah. So what happened was this woman named Brienne Allen, and she is a brewery production manager at Notch Brewing. Uh, which is a logger house, nice spot up in uh, uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and they're opening a new tap room in in uh, uh, I want to say uh, Brighton. Uh, mm-hmm. It's outside of Boston, and so did so. What happened was she she started to get uh, she was she was the she's the, the the manager right the brewery production manager, and she's opening this thing. She's in charge of opening the new space, so she goes and one of these contractors and a couple of other people are like. You're gonna. Uh, when when can when can when can we get the boss to come in here and talk to me about this? Because I can't imagine that you're gonna do this. This young, attractive, tattooed woman, you know, and and uh, she was just like so fed up that she went on her Instagram and said, "Anybody else getting sexist comments in the beer industry? Let me know. I'll put it in my stories." Right, and so she she put that up, and literally thousands of people have uh, sent her anonymously for the most part stories and she's kept people anonymous and uh is just an outpouring of these stories and most of them are of the typical variety where a woman's uh, a brewer and they're like oh you're the hottest forklift driver i've ever seen and and you know a bartender uh saying can you can you bring out the brewer so i can ask questions you know assuming they don't have any knowledge you know just these kind of microaggressions right we call them and so, uh, but many of them were very disturbing, uh, ac- accusations of attempted rape. And there was other, uh, this, uh, these other, uh, accusations of sexual assault and these kind of things. And a lot of them came from the heads of, uh, certain breweries and, uh, Sean Hill from Hill Farmstead was called out for his sexist behavior directly to Brienne. In fact, uh, our, uh, our hostess for this, uh, for this, uh, forum and, uh, and so he's been called out a little bit, hasn't really had a good response. Um, one that was really has been called out is Tired Hands Brewing, yeah, which I'm a big fan of. And apparently uh, the two owners, uh, which is a man and a woman, uh, they just really run a very toxic workplace, not just for women, for everyone. And uh, I've seen so many of these posts have come up. Oh, here's another one about Tired Hands. Here's another one of what it's like to work in Tired Hands making them sign contracts, telling them if they don't like it, work somewhere else, harassing the, the wait staff. There's like this cadre of, uh, of bros that are sort of in the higher echelon at the place, and they sort of run around, sit in their break rooms, and just harass people all day. And apparently it's just really bad. So what happened, the response to that was the, uh, the staff actually asked that the, the, the man step down from day-to-day operations, uh, Jean... Uh, Brulette, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, uh, but uh, he has stepped down from day-to-day operations. Uh, another one is Modern Times. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, a lot of these uh, posts were about the San Diego scene, which I was really surprised at. It was like a lot of it was about San Diego. Uh, they had an employee who was uh, harassing the other employees and was very uh, 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 toxic. And and the the CEO himself, Jacob uh, McKenna, sorry, my, my own writing, uh, Jacob McKay, uh, he has resigned as the CEO. Uh, he's still the owner of the brewery, but he has taken himself out. And there's another one with this, uh, 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 a couple of others where uh, people have uh, stepped down. And most, mo- there's a uh, there's a brewery out of Denmark uh, called uh, Bitter and uh, there's a guy named Soren. And he's the uh, mm-hmm. owner of the brewery, and apparently he hits on every woman. And he comes across and he's just a real lecherous guy. And he's the owner of this, uh, this brewery. Uh, and I'm so sorry, I can't think of the name of it, but there's just so much coming in. Um, some of the positives, uh, there was this guy named Jeff Nelson, who was a real uh, predatory uh, guy who was in beer sales in the San Diego scene, worked for a couple of breweries there and was so toxic that he had to leave the scene and he got a job at Connecticut Valley Brewing uh, up here in Connecticut and they had, I guess they didn't know that this guy was a problem and they, he has been fired today. So there's mm-hmm. been a lot of, uh, a lot of reaction, positive reaction in Ohio, uh, Jackie O's brewery, which is one of the standards in uh, Ohio. They were called out for a former employee that was, uh, uh, did a lot of harassing of the women, not only in the, in the brewery, but customers. And he had been fired, but the owner uh, of the brewery who named the brewery after his mother, Jackie O as a tribute to his mother. He said, my mom wouldn't have liked this toxic atmosphere that I helped to, that I let happen basically. And if you go to yeah. their website, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, a statement from him that is just really great. And I think just the perfect example about how to handle this, uh, basically calling himself out and saying, I allowed this kind of behavior to happen. Here's what we're going to do. And he's taking action, Mm. you know, and a lot of these other ones, we're not hearing anything. And, you know, we talked about, we talk about this a little bit, that beer is a a place to, uh, it's it's a fun activity. It's about a party, right? So we want to keep everything up and and upbeat, but when things like this happen, we don't want to sweep it under the rug and we don't want to uh, pretend it doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, I figured we should talk about it a little bit. There was a, a the woman herself, Brienne, was called out by someone uh, on her own thread that said that uh, that she ha- uh, she felt like she had some internalized misogyny against this other uh, b- woman in the brewery industry that was so excited to meet her uh, from the Pink Boots Society. You know about Pink Boots mm-hmm. Society? Yep. And yeah. uh, apparently the, that Brienne rolled her eyes at this woman because she was dressed very... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, had her nails done and, and very like, like uh, had uh, ribbons in her hair. And so she had some internalized misogyny and she, to her credit, she posted that one as well. Uh, And she's, uh, this is almost like a full-time job for her at this point for a couple of days, but uh, notch brewing to their credit are a hundred percent behind what she's doing. And uh, so it's not about notch. They're doing uh, they're they're uh, you know, they're obviously, I mean, almost everybody's been called out in some way. Brew Dog is another one. Uh, Boulevard, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Grains yeah, of I mean, Wrath, the things you Oscar mentioned, Blues, Lord Hobo. That is the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah, and I've only read about half of these. Uh, yeah, 
I, my eyes are starting to go because I kept reading these stories. <laughs> and it's hard to read yeah. stories because you have to pause with your thumb. Okay, that's another yeah. thing I need to. <laughs> my, no, my I know. You're absolutely right. No, I, I found Listen, the same You should have put it in a regular post. <laughs> no, because I, I found I, I had to look at it Instagram on my computer because it's easier to pause on the computer. Uh, easier to pause a story on the computer right. there because oh, yeah. each one of these stories, even if they're 15 seconds long, there's a lot in each of them. There's a lot to read. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I should also, uh, I think, I think we should point out to anyone who wants to read more to have their own take on it. Her Instagram handle is rat magnet. It sure is. <laughs> I don't so, know if that uh, has to do with <laughs> that. She draws them in somehow, <laughs> but, uh, but oh, yeah, take a look thing. at some of the stuff that she's written. Um, and, uh, Obviously, we support her, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, and it's still unfolding. I mean, every day there's it is still uh, unfolding. You know, it's only been, I think it's Monday this started or Tuesday. And yeah, so, by the so time you're listening, it'll have been a week. So, so I'm actually no, we're, I we're taping think on she, Thursday. I th- so okay, this will be something for hookups next week uh, because okay. I think I read it started a week ago. Okay, her initial post possible. was like on May 11th. Is something like at that point. That she had, you know, this was just something she was blowing off steam after a shitty day. Yeah. Uh, and she had like 2,200 Instagram followers. Now, all of a sudden, she's got like 10 times that over the, yeah. in the course of a week because the, the such a groundswell. I mean, it reminds me of the first time I saw the Me Too stuff break when everyone was telling stories on Facebook. Uh, it's it's yeah, pretty she has over 49,000 followers now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was, that I was, makes I was, me wonder. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, I, I, um, I mean, I mostly think of the craft beer world, and partly because of the part that I inhabit, as politically very progressive and even generous. You know, there's a lot of B Corps. My favorite local is a co-op. Um, Absolutely. And I, I'm, 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 when you mentioned me too, I'm thinking, is there like a sort of Joss Whedon sort of thing here? Is there... You know, not so much. Although there are certain breweries that we've I've encountered that have a bro culture, but is the big wave more that cover story? Like, are we? Do we is you getting any sense of that like, from pseudo stories that guys you read? You like, yeah, exactly. Posing as you know, very progressive. We want to you know make make sure everybody's welcome, and we you know really just kind of want to harass them. Yeah, there is a lot of accusations of that of gaslighting, where where people uh, even hire certain women to say, "Hey, look." You know, uh, I'm doing the, I do the right thing by, and then behind the closed doors, they act like uh, real scumbags. Yeah. So uh, that's certainly part of it. We will continue to watch this story and we encourage you out there to do so too. Yeah. Look at uh, at her posts. I mean, you could just, uh, and what I noticed, she puts them in order with the stories and it's like, what does she call it? Uh, uh, Sexism. There you go. Sex. And it's set. They're all in stories. Sexism part one, part two, part three, part four, part six, seven. And she's up to part nine. Wow. In the stories. And each one of them is, you know, how each story is like maybe four things. They're like yes. 40, 50 things in each story. Yeah. Uh, so it's, and what I found was the first couple are more timid not timid but you know like not necessarily calling people out by name and saying well this happened to me this happened to me and as it goes on people get a little seeing that everybody else is is uh they have solidarity with others and they're calling out more people by name and breweries by name and so i think we're there's going to be more of this to talk about in the future 
I mean, it's like, something well, you know, that's so, so endemic in our society. It's not necessarily, right. unfortunately, sadly, it's not surprising that even under the most progressive kind of industries, it's there. Yeah. It's part of our, it's our culture that needs to be addressed. I read one that uh, was from uh, Elysian Brewing and, you know, Elysian. And this was a, a story about a GM who had taken over before they were bought out by AB InBev. So quite a few years ago, mm -hmm. uh, this GM came in and according to the story, uh, fired all the LGBTQ people. And this is in a, their, uh, their brew pub in Seattle was in the uh, traditionally gay neighborhood and fired all the people of color and sort of wanted to clear house and was just very, uh, like used very derogatory terms, you know, for certain people, you know, the most derogatory terms. And uh, it wasn't until AB InBev came in that the guy was actually fired because they have an HR department, you know, when you yes. have a small brewery yeah. like this and you don't have a lot of resources to properly police your own, uh, uh, your employers. Uh, and they, they you know, places do have an HR department. And that was another thing that was called out a lot was, was HR saw that department too. saying, what are you going to mm -hmm. do? Especially at tired hands. You're like, this is the way Gene is. What are you going to do? He's the yeah. owner. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen uh, that. I've seen that in restaurants or bars where you work, and it's like the owner. I've is, seen that everywhere yeah, I've worked. <laughs> anywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you're just like, "What are you going to do? It's his. It's his company." Yeah. Well, now but I guess we know as, one of the things we have to do. <laughs> and as a consumer, it's that becomes our responsibility yeah, is to hold right. these people to their to task. I, I've also noticed a number of the brewers guilds. Uh, Locally, our New York City Brewers Guild uh, is already starting to, to do work and, and work specifically with New York City Brewers to continue to call out this and be very vocal. And, uh, you know, the Brewers Association is also starting to, to look into this. So the sea changes is happening at a very large level, too, which is really encouraging, I hope. And I hope that the pressure continues. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So we'll get we'll we'll look more into this in the future. For yeah, sure. I'm sure there will be future updates. Absolutely, uh, no question. As this continues to grow. Um, all right. Well, uh, in a moment, uh, uh, we we are going to have. I've asked the doctor to uh, catch us all up a little on the uh, on the Ohio beer scene. Um, but because I had so much good help drinking this giant 750 milliliter beer, I'm starting to feel like I need a new one. So I think I'm going to bring Father B in for some tasting notes. Oh, All right. fantastic. So come on over. Great to okay. talk to him. All right. There you go. Okay. Yes, put him on. Have a seat. Got it. Father B here. Father Brownstone. Father Brownstone. Oh, my goodness. Welcome, yes. to, the, welcome to the beer cast. It's great so to great see you. great to be here. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, what I was going to say, what, are, what, are, what have you been drinking of late that you could report well, it on? Well, I've... I, most recently is this uh, Branch and Bones uh, potion that uh, uh, that we that we discovered this evening, and I find it it nutritious and eminent and uh, eminent and very fine. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nutritious, eminent, and very fine. I like those you got are it. excellent descriptors for I any like beer. Them. Yep. I'll be honest. I'm but I'm this, this one especially totally. deserved that. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Is there any other uh, any other uh, uh, beers or breweries you've been enjoying these days? Well, let's see. Where where have we been? Uh, um. Well, uh, we, 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 we went to. We haven't been to any breweries. 
no, no, no breweries yet, but, uh, listen, uh, uh, the captain is your son. You don't have to call him captain. You can call him Porter. Porter. Okay. Oh, hello, Porter. Young Porter. We prefer <laughs> the young Porter. <laughs> there we go. Is it go. Porter Jr. or your, your first name's not Porter? No, 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 no. <laughs> Porter A and Porter I, B. I'd like to point out that uh, Father B is a fellow Golden Miler, a veteran of the uh, oh, excellent. The, Absolutely. Uh, Marathon Pub Crawl. Yeah. One, two, three, and 12, three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Keeping and track. Number, I like it. And number 12, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Porter B couldn't be here that year. So I so I represented him that year. Nice. Both down at the Barrel House. Well, sit down here, youngin. Thanks for visiting, Father. Yes, good to see you. Bless you. Bless it. Bless it. Hashtag bless it. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, uh, so have another beer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, so I played the wrong chords. No, I, I, I was playing the theme song again. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> oh, what an idiot. All right, go on. It's a good song, and obviously, these are good beers, otherwise, uh, you wouldn't have fun things like that happen. So, um, as we mentioned, so, uh, the, the doctor gave me some lovely beers. He was also helping me pick out some wonderful things at the barrel house. And one of those, this is, uh, you know, you mentioned that your uh, beer was, uh, Huck, that your beer was a sort of a, a callback to last week's show. Mine is in a slightly different yeah. way. We were talking about Game of Thrones beers, right? And about how some of them are the official mm-hmm. Amagang ones, but other ones are slightly mm-hmm. like it. And this one seems to be a direct reference to it. It is from Wolf's Ridge Brewing in Columbus. And this okay. is the Dire Wolf. <laughs> Ooh, that's exciting. Lady. This is an imperial stout with coffee, dark chocolate, and molasses. At a lovely 10.8 ABV. Hello. So let's see this right here. And <laughs> let's try that again. All right, you guys can still hear me, right? Yes. Yeah. Destroy yeah. the mic there. All right. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, it that is that is one of the darkest beers I feel like we've seen. I love this glassware you have too. Yeah. The, oh, this the, is the uh, Father Brown. Some, some, uh, some uh, Brown apparently uh, the uh, the the father father was uh, he was given some woman some counseling and she gave them to him as a uh, as a as a you know as some sort of gratuity. So that's oh, all he'll tell me. No. He won't give me any details. All right. No. So. Uh, Pastoral counseling. I, I like it. There we are. There you go. Um, what, uh, tell me beautiful. the name of the brewery again. It is called Wolf's Ridge. Uh, it's interesting. Oh, okay. I was reading their story earlier today. It was reminding a little of our friends from uh, Acquired Tasting because it's a father-son team that wanted to collaborate on fine dining and beer. And <laughs> so they started a brewery and then a restaurant to go with it. Do I have that story oh, basically right, uh, Doctor? Yeah, it matches what, what I understand. I, I've, I've eaten there um, just for appetizers and it's uh they they've burned the rep easily it, uh it's across the street from the uh the theater my kids worked at most frequently when we were working in theaters <laughs> well when they back. were i was just going and to hopefully show. we'll be again soon <laughs> yes yes we do hope so absolutely um so yeah so we were talking about the ohio beer scene it's interesting to me because i talked about uh growing up uh here as a as as a young sort and you mentioned on your last show about you know how you how 
how you had to struggle to find good beer. Um, and in the early days of, uh, of, of craft beer, it seemed like Michigan was doing well and Pennsylvania, I think, had some good stuff. And, and Ohio seemed to have a, a few laws that were holding it back. Um, so uh, how, how did Ohio become the beer powerhouse that they are now? I, you know, I think it's a, a bit like, and I'll have to preface this by saying it's colored a lot by, as we reach back into the dim past, my local rec- recollections, because, uh, you know, we're talking about an age where uh, internet access was not the ubiquity it is today. So mm. you're getting stuff, uh, you know, word of mouth and newspapers and mailing lists and that sort of thing. Um, I think it was much like Ohio um, adopts things in general. There are pioneers and fits and starts, and there's some tragedies there of people who had really great ideas, but we weren't ready because it was new. And then if we embrace the trend, we embrace it all the way. Okay. So there was this um, gain and loss, gain and loss, gain and loss. Um, Locally, uh, probably the the big tragedy is uh, Miami Trail Brewing, who were a proper, fully funded uh mid-capacity craft brewery who just did not have enough market i still have one of their uh their growlers in fact it's the same bottle style as the beer avengers logo uh uh-huh. growler so kind of a kind of a rarity that um and i, I want to say they With were shout out to single in... cut who made that uh, growler as well as a uh, night runner who designed it john hoffman <laughs> very nice yeah yeah they were i want to say they were open in 96 um, because I know that they were uh, they brewed a house Irish stout for the Dublin pub um, that was um, just remarkable that was like their they had Guinness because they are an Irish pub but they also had this side by side and they encouraged have a taste of each um, and the dub pub stout brewed by Miami Trail pretty great stuff yeah uh, but they say they just we didn't meet the demand in enough time, and really there's not a whole lot of taking off until the uh, late 2000 and singles 2009 mm-hmm. 2010. Now that, again that's right around here. I understand that um, I don't know exactly the year that um, Great Lakes took off in Cleveland, but mm-hmm. they were ahead of us. Right. Um, and uh, the the next brewery in the city of Dayton proper is 2013. Um, and that was uh, Toxic, who are still with us. And that is one thing I think is a, uh, uh, an, I don't know if it's an anomaly nationwide, but it's a surprise to me, knowing as I do, how you know, ebb and flow of uh, food and drink business in general. We're not losing our craft and micros. We're just expanding and expanding, and it seems that people have enough demand to keep them all going at some point it might top out but um we're not seeing that yet and if you go um you know even just city of dayton we got two more expansions coming with uh little fish out of uh the athens ohio area okay our opening a tap room in downtown uh this coming year molar brew barn from maria stein ohio Okay, also we were, opening one. We were asking uh, Father B about uh, where where we've been. We went to Milano's the other day. We had a lovely. Uh, it was an IPA from uh, from Muller. So and it was the first time I'd heard of Maria Stein. 
So he had to filled me yep. in on some of those details. Strange name for a city. <laughs> it's actually and uh, yes, yeah, it's um, named after a convent. I think that I am asking okay. for a hookup. I think the Maria Stein convent was is there in the town named after it. Uh, but I'll go ahead and put that out there and let myself be sure. corrected. And also, Ohio breweries are winning awards. Um, I, I know Wolf's Ridge got s- uh, something at the GABF recently. Uh, let me see if I can find what it was. While you're looking for that, yes, I'll mention they- the funny thing I read, but you were talking about Mueller. I read the article the other day about the, the Mueller opening in Dayton and they're opening near the where the where the minor league team is. And it made me think oh. about I I hope they're more successful than McKellar was in uh, Queens. Yes. <laughs> but McKellar is still doing very well. But their, their big expansion <laughs> was they were going to open something in City Field and the pandemic killed them. Uh, yeah. McKellar is, is still very alive and well, but uh, but no longer in uh, in City Field. And uh, and actually, I think Huck might have another four. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, we'll get to yeah. that. Then we'll continue with the Ohio story. I don't need it, but I'm got it, but I'm got it. <laughs> Huck commits. If I've learned anything, it's that Huck commits. Okay, coming back to Brooklyn, baby. Hey, hey. Three's Brewing, this is called Short oh, Fuse. Oh, Ooh, Short Fuse. Yeah. A Fodor fermented smoked Hellas. Ooh, fun. Hellas means pale. Smoked. You know how I am. I like my smoked lagers. But uh, I like them smoky, so we'll see with this one. Ooh. Oh, beautiful crack. Right did you on. happen to get this one directly from them? or I did not. I don't remember where I got it. Oh, no, I do. Wait, Yeah, I got it at uh, West Side Market up here on the west side. Okay. All right. There's actually a West Side Market. There's one on 3rd Avenue downtown East Village, which is a real... Great place to get beer, uh, but this one up here is is pretty good. But that one downtown is got like they have all the new stuff uh, up here. It's it's good, you know. They got some stuff, and I was uh, was going over there for some other reason. Oh yeah, I had, I had to get a COVID test. How about that? <laughs> all right, uh, short fuse. Here we go. Open open for some smokiness, baby. Certainly get that pale paleness. Yes, that, that look is right there for a pale ale. And I love my, uh, I, you dig my uh, my corporate glass. I know. Get that Stella, but also I'll good. Tell head, you, I love this glass though. Good head development there. It there really is a chalice. All right, let's see if I can do this without. Let me shut off this light because that gives me a, a pink glow <laughs> to, to orange can. There we go. All right, oh, nice. there we go. Good old short beautiful fuse. beer. Okay. Yeah, it's a good looking beer. All right, let's see. Ooh, I'm getting a smoky nose. Hey, you know what? All right, we got some smokiness going. I, I okay. dig it. It's not like, you know, uh, ham or bacon kind of thing, but. Yeah. Nice. So, so depending on what well, they use, light sometimes smokiness, you just get like Not too bacon. light. Not too light, not too heavy. Thank you, Threes. I can dig it. All right, now. Threes. Uh, Goldilocks style. I haven't always been the biggest threes fan, but uh, just the past couple of years, I really just, they've really become a really good lager house. And yeah, I'm down. Nice. I'm down nice with the stuff. threes now. Doctor, I, uh, I, I think I, I should offer, offer your choice to either continue your story first, or if you have another pour, you can do that first. 
Wait, if I, I may, there's going to be a I'm... point in the story where the poor comes naturally. Excellent. So I, I, I didn't Let me to, just interject I again if that. I can. All right. Just so, want yeah, to quickly keep, in, to, interject, so if I may. Oh, uh, yes. Smoke it. This is smoke it. Hey. All right, there. Smoke now I'm done. Now I'm done. All right. That's fun saying. Now that's going to be stuck that. in my head. Yeah. Uh, so, we're, okay. Uh, Wolf's Ridge took a bronze at uh, GABF in 2020 with their Buchenrauch, a smoked beer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice one there, Hawk. Hey, I'm not going to read all of the, uh, you know, the, the winners from Ohio, but I will call out um, one that um, consistently does very well. Uh, Fathead in North Olmsted, which is a Canton area. Um, very and, popular. Uh, yeah. The, the goggle fogger took a gold again in 2020. And it's interesting to me, especially because they are that it's not one of my preferences. I've, I've had it many times and I have a lot of friends who just dig it enormously. doesn't hit my sweet spot. So, hmm. but kudos to them. They're, they're definitely quality, quality people and uh, make a great beer. So, and taking a gold in 2020, the Moosey Milk Stout from Brink Brewing in Cincinnati hmm. also made this lovely oh. milkshake black IPA. Oh, yummy. Oh, wow. Which, on the theme of like novelty or nonsense style names. Sure. But I've had this before, and it is great, great beer. I don't care what you think the style ought to be called. <laughs> um, That's a yeah. first I've heard of, of a milkshake black IPA. We had a black it, IPA last week. It's, in what way is there is there IPA in this combination? You know, it's got hop in it. <laughs> I but, can't wait to hear what this is all about. This is about. very exciting. Do we? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't emphasize the crack. Did we hear it at all? Eh, uh, yeah. I, I accept it. I saw it. The I'll, visual. I'll the visual for those of you who can't to. hear it was excellent. <laughs> but we'll see the. Uh, oh wow! It's not very, my keyboard. Very yes. dark. Extremely dark and pouring oh, they're, so they're thin. They're playing with the black. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, we got some nice head on there. Well, there yeah. we go. Again, try not to head. run the keyboard. Did I catch it? I you caught it. it. Right. Well done. And what does that say on your glass? Dayton so this loves is, um, I think I had this one on my last appearance. This is Dayton Loves Beer from Barrel House, written on a uh, face mask. And all of the smaller text is um, negative comments that were sent to the Barrel House, some of them quite vicious and vulgar, um, in response to their very early and strict masking policy. Mm. So... Um, they decided to lean in. In fact, mm-hmm. one of the comments is not worth it. A hipster snowflake joint, any, joint anyway. And one can today buy a barrel house t-shirt that says hipster, hipster snowflake proudly on it. Wow. So I'm just going to enjoy this. They I was going to say, yeah. yeah, I may need you to grab one of those for me, Captain. Yeah, that, that was uh, the there. one thing I forgot when we were, when we were there the other day, I was, I was hoping to get some of those stickers. <laughs> okay. So I will, I, I will, Amend my statement. There is plenty of hop in here. Okay. okay. Oh, interesting. So there, but because there's that nice roasty note that's got mm-hmm. a kind of different bitter, rounds it off, and the lactose mouthfeel is is huge. It could be a milk stout in mouthfeel. Um, oh wow! The nose is grassy herbal hoppy, so okay. neither pine nor citrus. More along that. Um, oh. Fuggle, sort of profile. Mm. I don't know what I don't know what hops they actually use. It's probably available online. Sure, I'll try to find it. I mean, and also to be fair, um, they the 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 category of milkshake IPA 
existed before someone decided to make it black. Yeah. Yes. That, that was already and a genre. It, it, right. It's just it's a black original, IPA right? version of it. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when milkshake IPA was first named as a style, and I think there's some contention about who did it first, uh, <laughs> beer critics just leapt on it. Like, yeah, ah, nonsense. You can't do that. It's not a thing. Yeah. yeah it's a thing. A, yeah. I, whether you should say IPA or not, who knows? Yes. It says it's got mil- uh, vanilla and lactose. That's all I'm getting on the. Huh. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. They may want to keep oh, their, their hop profile. It's a collaboration? With darkness brewing. These are also kind of low ABVs for me um, in general. This is a 4. Point, oh, sorry, 6.8. So, not respectable, but not a night ender. Darkness True. brewing out of Bellevue, Kentucky. Who? With just over the border. Right. Yes. When I was in Cincinnati, I went to the aquarium, uh, the Newport Aquarium, and it was in Kentucky. And you sit Mm -hmm. there at the aquarium, you look out the windows, you're looking at the city of Cincinnati. It's a beautiful view. Did you you hang out in the the jellyfish room? I stay there forever. (laughs) Yes, we did go to the jellyfish room, yes. And since he's got such a great beer scene, I feel like it is super underappreciated, which I, yeah. You're absolutely right. And I probably should have mentioned that early on in the Ohio setting uh, uh, segment. They were also ahead of Dayton, but I didn't know. I just wasn't going there often enough at that time. Uh So um, uh, Rheingeist, which is, I think, probably the largest premise Mm -hmm. today, has a lot of distribution within the state and without. And their home brewery is um, enormous. (laughs) It's just it's indoor that you can. uh, Does everybody know? Cornhole, the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That they have indoor cornhole, uh, a substantial amount of it. <laughs> so there's enough room for that easily. Yeah, I thought that was just Midwest, but I uh, a couple of years ago, uh, family did a whole thing at a, an Airbnb in Vermont, and they had their own cornhole thing game there too. So it's yeah, uh, it's big. It's uh, I um. I, I, I did want to ask you a couple of questions as far as uh, the the brewing laws go, and if any of that was holding back, whether it was the little was little Miami name of the or just Miami Valley Brewing, Miami Trail, yeah, it's Miami. Was that the so name? yes, Miami Trail, Miami Trail. So, so like like not the permission, but the point, licensure, right? Because the right. brewing laws at some point they were favoring the macro brewers as opposed to the micro brewers. And that had to shift for micro brewers to really thrive in Ohio. Yes. So it wasn't so much a change in the law, as I understand it, as it was the pressure to uh, permit and to um, authorize more inspectors. Mm. Because uh, the, so does anyone know when the federal statute changed that permitted home brewing and thereby microbrewing a few years later. Uh, it's like Colorado's way out in front because of Papazian and his push. I can't remember uh, the year, but I know it's way later than it should be. Yeah. 78. Yeah. yeah, it was. I'd talk about it in my spiel. So there were, you know, promotions and uh, the ideas of entrepreneurship then. Um, but uh, Ohio's um, liquor law structure is as obtuse as almost any state i think pennsylvania may have us beat uh, but <laughs> we still have uh, separate distribution and licensure for spirit beer and wine yeah um different kinds of sunday licensure 
mm. uh, different kinds of package, different hours, especially different hours on Sunday. Mm. And as part of that legacy, it wasn't so much that a size was important, but the expectation, um, think much like, uh, say, like raw milk or, or, or organic farming or certain kinds of um, exotic meats. It wasn't prohibited. You just couldn't get anyone to take you seriously long enough <laughs> to actually inspect and approve it because they were very used to dealing with a large organization that had somebody that they would go in and talk to. And I think yeah. if you've ever like done your own electrical work or plumbing right. in a building, you're not, you're not going to get inspected. It's just, just going to take you forever. Hire somebody who the inspector already knows is qualified. They'll come around and go, yeah, it's all right. And that problem plagued uh, it. And I won't, I won't limit it to the, the early ones. Um, it's still difficult. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, uh, friend of mine is a, a big investor in a relatively recent starting uh, brewery called the Wandering Griffin. And they are sizable and suburban and their licensure was held up I, like more than 10 separate incidents for what seemed to us very tiny objections. So they're mm. trying very hard. Do they have a restaurant? They're serving other people's beer. They know what they're doing. The equipment is... Uh, was purchased from another brewer. It's in perfect shape, but they just can't quite get that approval. So uh, the other impediment Ohio faced is the regulation of what constitutes beer, because um, and this was on an episode not long ago. I, I won't I won't call it which number, but it was the acquired, discussion acquired, about the one about Arkansas. It was the, Ar the, the yes, Arkansas? Yes, yes, acquiring uh, beer vendors. Yeah, yep. I remember so because I, long, I think there was one time I was. I don't know if it was 2015 or 2016 where they were just finally adjusting that law because you were telling me you were, yes. you were the same same kind of deal that like people would say was a certain percentage, but they were rounding up. So, yeah, what's the Ohio version mm -hmm. of that? So that was the, the last vestige was in that uh, 2015 sounds right to me was so we went from in our uh, hour, that is the captain in my youth, uh, where, you know, for a period there was up to 3.2 percent was considered the beer that one could buy at the age of 18. Then the drinking age shifted to 19 and beer could be up to 6%. But above that, it could not legally be beer, but it was very difficult to have it be considered wine until mm. you got up to around 10. So there was a, a dead zone. You couldn't do it. And if you're a small craft brewer, right. your control isn't that tight. So you Mad, could be making, I'm, I'm going to aim for five, and I ended up with seven, and now it's nothing. Yeah, right. If anybody assays it. So uh, the change in 2015 was Ohio's top limit for beer was 12. Um, thus the famous Cloud and Shoes Ohio Unidragon, uh, which said 11.9% on the right. label. Yes, right. it is. No, we promise, really. It's not It's not 12. We promise. Um, and when that law changed, we're now we're now wide open. So that's really helped. Uh, a lot of the small brewers. It's really insane uh, to me, considering that you're selling vodka and whiskey and right, but no, no, fifteen yeah, percent beer in the same state. Yeah, yeah. but you can't have a fifteen percent beer. It's or a seven percent beer. Yeah, because people assume beer is something else, and you know it's they madness. they want to drink four and then drive. I don't. I, it, the you can the sell logic grain is simply this is what store. we did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Exactly. 190 yeah. proof, I think. What's it for? Yeah. 
And yeah. maybe over yeah. American beer laws are, are, are completely insane. And I think it has a lot to do with, with prohibition and yeah. continuing yep. to have those, the, the, we went from complete illegality and just like slightly change it, slightly change it over the last 80 years. It's, 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 it's nuts. Yeah. And there's a lot of powers that have vested interests in all of right. the three tiers. Exactly. So it's very hard to fight them off uh, when you want to open things up a bit. You know, one of the restrictions Ohio has in the spirits world is the list of allowable spirits is controlled by a state board. And it, it's not a category or analysis. They just pick stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So can get you can get grain spirit you can get you know high very high proof stuff you can get some kind of amazing irish and scotch whiskeys and you can't get others just yep. because well i'm glad i'm glad it's thriving that. and i'm uh, i'm looking forward to uh the rest of my week plus here uh having hanging out with you and uh and 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 finding some more uh wonderful uh wonderful ohio beer yeah um, I, I do yeah. have to ask whenever we have you on how are things at Blind Bob's? Oh, yeah. Well, of course, I haven't been in person for a while. Yes, I, I can um, imagine. But um, I did actually, thanks to you, sir. Thanks to you. Um, on uh, Inauguration Day, I was just I, I was just in a mood. I, I wanted so badly to be out in a bar and buy around for people. Like, especially if I found people that disagree with me politically and they, and they were sad. And like, mm-hmm. no, but, but ha- have a beer. And I couldn't do that. So um, we have a local uh, delivery service that uh, delivers from Blind Bob's. And so I uh, I ordered a silly amount of uh, their food, including the bourbon chicken wings and the deep fried pineapple hula hoops and a big old uh, bacon blue cheeseburger. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for caring for them. I look forward to the day that I get to return to the Oregon district and thank share a pint with service, you there. Thank you for your service, sir. Yes. You know, we, we Captain. Yeah, we should. We're we're both fully vaccinated. We're, we're invulnerable. We're both fully vaccinated, right? Yeah, you, you're you're done. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, done. yeah. I, I, I've been I've been clear since uh, April 29th. That that was my two week mark. My two weeks past my second one. Yeah. We could we could go on a uh, like a crawl. I mean, we could. I mean, yeah. I mean, not we could, I, maybe not people, a full but golden we could mile, go but for a walk. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, know if uh, the captain's that's, that's told really you, idea. but you're going on a crawl. I guess we're going. I to see. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the surprised one. All right. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, we were we were You're hoping. Going. For... I definitely hadn't intended yeah, that we should def- go get a beer, but you know, <clears throat> let's let's go get yeah beers in several places. We will let's do that. Take and, a walk. Uh, sure a blind box. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll and I'll definitely talk about that. Ne- oh, you know what? We've never done this before, but uh, I mean, you should you should come back next week so we can talk about it, right? I'll be here. I'll be here. Well, I, I, at this point, if this is what's happening, we may need the full report because, you know, you do have to let your fellow beer vendors know on what kind of life-saving world changing things. Yeah. Like just what the Oregon district uh, and, and bars in Dayton are, are, how they're recovering from stuff. And yeah, the good, the bad. I think that could be very important to our beer vendor duties. All right. Uh, Especially it'll, it'll really piss off Nutpool. So, you know, (laughs) Well, well you know I am I, was... I am seeing that pool this weekend. Um, in you know, yeah, you should definitely say we're. Oh, it's so great we're having someone on for the third time. Actually, they're doing I'll... two episodes in a row. I think he needs to exactly. I'll make sure that yes. Nutpool knows. Just you know, you know what? 
Say what you will about Nut Pill. Oh, exactly. Jesus, I can't talk. Try no, that again. Just... Try that again. We'll edit that out. <laughs> it's too Sure late. we will. <laughs> Say what you will about Nutpool. Say what you will about Nutpool. It's a captain's line anyway. Say what you will about Nutpool. Um, there you go. It's been said. So I, uh, I'm, I'm curious because I don't know if you're just holding back, but uh, do you have any hookups from last week? Oh, you know what? Uh, it was a good show, and we did. We kind of like cut off hook up at the pass in most cases. Okay, we corrected on the spot. Uh, there was only one thing we talked about: uh, Vihan Stefan Brewery, yeah, as being the oldest, uh, uh, the num- nine hundred and eighty-one years. Well, we didn't want to do the math last week, but there you go. Nine eighty-one is good. Nine hundred eighty-one years. That's a that's a long time for a brewery. So in nine hundred eighty-one years, so that means that we've got nineteen years until a thousand. Think about the breweries that were going that were happening in the states nine hundred eighty-one years ago. Mm-hmm. Corn. <laughs> yeah, it was. Corn. I'm sure that Native Americans they they were making a type of. Uh, well, yeah, corn based no corn based beer is very. They were they were into alcohol too much until we introduced it. Well, there well, we go. There's something for all cups next week. I was gonna say, but no, Ooh, but corn based beer beers, in this can. Hang on. In the Americas, we're we're like a thing that go all the way back, and uh, I believe it is actually parts of the Midwest where like this sort of this whole society where drunkenness was part of what you did. Like everyone yeah. passed around beers and I got a little, but mostly getting drunk on coffee. But also, you know, beer was a part of that because mm-hmm. you know corn makes delicious beer. As anybody who enjoys does. corn lagers or any sort of beers, sometimes we see those mostly from Mexico, can attest to. Yeah, the U.S. too. Yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of corn is used. Mm-hmm. I also I, I don't um, see this as much of a huckup as more of a needed clarification that we may not be. In fact, I almost reached out to you before the please. show. Um, so it looks like twelve percent is is uh, is brewing or releasing or whatever whatever it is they do in both yeah. New York and Connecticut. Also. Oh, I looked on the website and Nightmare seems to very strongly identify as a New York State brewery. I know you Agreed. mentioned that his sister is a is a famous talk show host in Albany. Um, so I don't know I if know that qualifies as a Connecticut beer. But it was brewed in North Haven. So, so it was it was it was clearly brewed in that location of twelve percent. Because I yeah, it's on right. the can. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I'm going to give them both credit for that one, I guess. And what's funny is they have that that twelve uh, percent. Uh, they have nightmare and abomination, right? Which abomination are two, is very much Connecticut. All right, they're they're two of the most uh, uh, horror themed breweries <laughs> around, <Yeah. laughs> and they're both out, uh, out of the same location. Uh, yeah. So okay, nightmare. So, so yeah, I, I, I was I was I was adjusting the spreadsheet, and I, I found myself in a quandary. Well, I know that they've brewed. Out of Boston, in Dorchester. Okay. And they've brewed out of Great South Bay. Okay. Out on the island, and now they've brewed also in North Haven. So, uh, okay. they're covering all their bases. Well, I guess there. in the they're same totally, way, same way trifecta. that even though uh, Japa Servaharia identifies as Brazilian, their last uh, the beer I had from them was brewed at Great South Bay. So it is a, I have them listed in the spreadsheet as a Brazilian brewery, even though right. they have that New York thing going on there. Yeah. Um, and hoof hearted out of, uh, I think from Indiana. Oh, did I, Ohio, uh, did we talk about uh, this they, on the show last week about, about, about that brewery? 
No, but <laughs> I'm just, I, we've I had, had them on. Act, the, we've had actually, them on before. First of all, I should say that 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 brewery is Ohio. Okay, yes, they're not Ohio, Indiana. Yeah. They're Ohio. They're in the Columbus area. Um, See, we saved the hookup right there. I know, saved the hookup. And I, I, I've been, I've been extolling that beer for six months or more, and I didn't realize until a recent trip to Astoria Beer and Cheese that I didn't realize their name was a joke. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, mother, mother, mother Pucker got that right. She said that's one of the greatest brewing names. Yeah, I've ever it, heard. She got who, that right off the bat because yeah. I was, I was, I was at a story of beer and cheese, and their only stout had kicked, and Henry was trying to help me find something in the case over there, uh, and uh, he said, "Oh, what's this? Oh, this is the latest one from Who Farted." I'm like, oh, <laughs> of course, that's that's what Who Farted means. Well, they're very goofy. If you see, like they go, they show up at beer festivals wearing wigs, and, and yes. they're just super goofy guys. But they back it up, like same like with Nightmare with their their gimmicky uh, murder beers. You know, they uh, they back it up with good beer. So yeah, well, I mean, with, I've uh, had some really good farted. stuff from uh, from Who Farted. Uh, and the funny thing is, I was reaching <laughs> out to the <laughs> the doctor a while back when I first started really truly discovering them. And I uh, and and he told me that he thought they seemed that kind of a fratty vibe, and I wonder if the name yeah. name that I didn't understand was part of why he thought that. That's sort of specifically for the uh, the tap room that I know best in Columbus. Which okay, is in, like, it's not the fact that the name is who farted. Uh, <laughs> well, that, I think that's what maybe that's what drew it, but the beers uh, have have earned my respect. Very good. So. The, the tap room crowd itself, I, I learned from my sons, is uh, probably it's not their favorite place to be. Okay. Uh, for a very bro vibe. It Good place to get beer to go. Yeah. <laughs> you can do you can get mobile pickup in in Dayton according to Instagram. Here. Oh, from uh, yeah, from yes. uh, from who farted? From who farted? Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have hookups. We're just next gonna week. keep saying that, aren't we? It's just gonna keep I, I, us going. I, well, we'll get it out I, of our system until the next time we have beer been... on the show. <laughs> Been so careful from the very first time I saw it to pronounce it hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. Yes. Hoof hearted. Hoof hearted. I, did, I like to, <laughs> like the captain. I didn't get that at first either. I have a lovely new beer from Hoof hearted. Um, <laughs> I think it works better in an Irish accent. What, um, a, what a wonderful aroma comes from the hoof hearted beer. I, I have a couple more things in, in Weekend Beer, but I, I, I think the doctor might have another pour. No, you don't. Okay, I, I I haven't poured another. All right, I have one ready. Should it be called for? All right. Well, let me, let me let, keep working on that one. Uh, and should, <laughs> no pressure. And should should you decide you want to pour another one before the end of the show, you can. But the couple things I wanted to talk about uh, a number of weeks ago, we mentioned the regretted departure of the Baroness Bar, which was a great uh, burger yes. and beer bar very near Queensboro Plaza in in Queen in uh, it's a uh, Long Island City. Um, they are reopening not at the same location, but on Vernon okay. Boulevard at the former location of Corner Bistro. I think the Manhattan oh, Corner yes. Bistro is still there, but they had one there. Oh, that's they, great. Had, they had really great burgers, uh, but I didn't. We had a. I've had some good experiences. Less than ideal experience there. And we had a less than ideal experience at Corner Bistro. I don't know if, if being in a Queen's satellite was ever really good for them, but I'm. Uh, it's, it is interesting that they're known for their burgers. And the Baroness prides themselves on being a burger bar, and they're going to be the next ones there. So uh, I look forward to visiting the Baroness at their new location. Uh, also, I um, there's a there's a movement in New York City to extend and make permanent some of the pandemic laws 
specifically about single beverages, single tap or cocktail beverages to go, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, you know the, the 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 street seating, all the 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 open open streets. I guess they're calling it right. Yes, they want to be like New Orleans. Yeah, um, and I read a really great article. I don't. I'm not sure where it was. So this is a, this is this is a this is a later in the show sort of thing where like you know, do your own research. I don't know. Uh, but it's uh, what was great about it was that that Dan McLaughlin, one of our uh, one of our favorite people, uh, owner of the Pony Bar, had a mm-hmm. lot to say in this article. So um, oh, great! Yeah. Yes, he did. And where was the article that. written? It was, uh, I believe, it yeah. was in the Post. Is that it? No. Yeah. Well, you there saw was it in one the Post. I I feel like I saw it on like uh, the local uh, Fox um, affiliate. Like not Fox yeah, News, I, but I'm like Fox it might Fox. have been one of the uh, one of their bartenders was uh, beer tenders, I should say, was was quoted in the post. Um, but you know, good to get that out there any way that we can. Okay, the one I saw had a lot of Dan in it, so I'm okay. glad they're fighting the good fight. and We are supporting them in that. Always, you're here. Yeah. For, for our Ohio listeners, a parallel movement is present here, um, as is the uh, the existence for the first time. Not caused by the pandemic, but parallel in time with the of the Dora, the designated outdoor refreshment area. Oh, very uh, good. And Dayton's own Oregon district, including Blind Bob's, is one of the early ones. So I'll be right hang, over. Hang on to that. Yeah, so you can have a beer and walk around to another bar. Oh, that's great. yeah. We we might even. I, I think. I mean, I don't know what you had planned for us on uh, Saturday since it happened so last minute and off the cuff. But if Blind Bob's isn't in there somewhere, I think it needs to be. I uh, yeah, I think we're yeah. That's got it. Yeah, that's yeah. got it. For the I, sake plan, of the beer I, wonder. Yeah, for the sake of the beer wonder. Result. For the sake I of the beer. Yeah. I, I, I may need photographic evidence that you went, and I may need to see the burger and the fried might, pickles. Just saying. Might, maybe we should call from there. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a it, it's going to be like the uh, English style crawl, right? Where you don't plan it, you just know some lads and. Uh, and glasses. I'm. I really don't want to be exclusionary, oh, especially geez. on this episode. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Correct. We're not making light of the situation. Yeah. So no, uh, no, no. By no means. The uh, I got the smoky beer. I didn't mention it was four point two percent. It's quite. Oh, Huck. Okay. Hey, come on. Huck. Come on. It's nice. It's nice. A lot of flavor. A lot of come flavor. Come on. Uh, you're I, I've I've said ABV. it before, and I'll say I it like again. I like low ABV beers if they're pulled with flavor. That's, that, I, that's I, true. You're good at finding them too. I I have equal respect for high ABV high ABV beers <laughs> that do not have a boozy taste, as I do for full flavored low ABV beers. Yeah, I think both of well, that is that's an incredible art form to be able to have your the taste and the flavor and the enjoyment have so little to do with how much alcohol is in it. Well, it reminds me of the, uh, you guys uh, know the old commercials uh, for the uh, Smokey Robinson, like KTEL record. And uh, they had the commercial where people would reminisce how much they loved the Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Yeah. And this one oh, guy, yeah. this one guy would go, I would be listening to my, the music. My dad would come in and said, turn that down. And I would say, but dad, it's Smokey. <laughs> oh my God. That's beautiful. That just stays with me. That 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 just that's one of those iconic. I'll have to like send you guys a YouTube link if I can find it. Yes. But Dad, it's smoky. That's what this beer is. It's smoky. 
I like Excellent. it. Excellent. All right. Well, um, gentlemen, do we have any more uh, any more business? Any more urgent things that need to be discussed? Any more? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I I would talk. I wanted about to make my... sure I talked about that commercial. Yes, that's very important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I I I did take a, a little trip to Evil Twin last week on mm-hmm. the bike. Uh, I'm not going to say oh, too yeah. much about it because I think some of the fruits of that may show up on future shows, but I. I got some really nice stuff there, and I, uh, to avoid a can rupture, I uh, took the subway back. Cause uh, always stuff, good. So those city bikes. I mean, they've got a thing where where you you strap them on with that elastic, but the, and it, I think sometimes they just that just presses against that seam of the can, and it just just enough. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've lost two uh, two cans that way. Um, so I decided that two seventy five was an appropriate shipping rate. Uh, that's how much the subway ride costs. Um, <laughs> you guys, I'm taking such advantage of that mute button. You wouldn't believe the noises I'm making. <laughs> um, so I, I and, and also here's my other city bike thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when uh, Beer Wonder and Trapel Man were talking about the uh, the the QR code for menus, I've actually yes, found they is. have definitely gotten better. And also, where they work best is on city bike. Have you oh, done this beer wonder? Interesting. I have not tried that. You no, don't that's have to put your thing in the hole anymore. You just, oh, that, you I just scan the code. Right. <laughs> uh, that, that also, this is not the week for that. No. But you know, can uh, you if that was your favorite part? I'm... All, all you have to do is is like you point your phone at the at the QR code and the bike unlocks. Well, it's that's great. exciting. I, I, I will be honest. I have been remiss in my city biking, um, but now as the the weather is becoming more beautiful, I'm excited to pick that back up. And the most adorable thing I saw on a city bike was I saw a, a woman who had a. You know, like I said, they have a lot of different things. They're sort of uh, different carriers, but one of them is like kind of a basket. And I saw a woman who had a cat carrier strapped into the basket. Oh, it was like clear, so I could see the cat as she was riding her bike, and it was it was very cute. <laughs> the cat. I'm, again, we're not dimi- we're not diminishing women here. Uh, it was it was the cat that was cute. Um, and it was uh, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> See, he's uh, Huck, please save the captain, help him dig up. I was gonna say, <laughs> I, I just I, here's the thing it's 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 been very exciting. We've already got next week planned, I can't wait. I expect photographic evidence of my beloved uh blind bobs, which means Dr. Beer Nerd, come back, yeah, come anytime. back anytime, but and- more specifically, come back next week. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It's, That's uh, a promise on both counts. Fantastic! You are, you are a true trailblazer. Uh, exactly. Changing uh, and lives. You'll be the envy of all other beer vendors, but mostly Nutpool. I'll let him know. I'll let him know on your behalf. In fact, yeah. if you can send me photos, I will show him the photos just so that he's aware. Yeah, we can do that. Perfect. All right. I think that's the end. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Huck, do us the honor of playing us out. Okay. See you next week. Oh, with a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the Avengers.